Hey sis, welcome to the Girl Good Nightcap. With this series, you can wind down or get cozy with your nightcap of choice and let the binaural beats relax you as we read selections other than traditional stories and discuss topics of varying interest, all with a melanated twist, of course. This more relaxed format will allow you to let loose and have some real talk just like you would with your girls. Email us at girlgoodnightpodcast at gmail.com to submit your suggestions for future episodes and follow us on Instagram and Facebook to become part of hashtag girlgoodnightgang. Enhance your Girl Goodnight experience with our four-week sleep journal, blank line journal, and more, all available right now in the Girl Goodnight Etsy shop. Just click the link in the episode description and girl, come shop with us. Happy Pride Month, Girl Goodnight gang. Last year during Pride Month, we featured works by James Baldwin. If you missed those episodes, check out our Pride 2021 playlist on YouTube. This month, in celebration of fathers and Black men, we will be reading passages from a put-together broken heart written by Stephen Williams. Stephen Williams is a 13-year Army veteran who found a passion for writing in high school. He is also the host of the PMS Pardon My Sarcasm podcast. On his show, his comments are often sarcastic and his opinion always matters. Join him as he discusses relationships, current events, and anything else interesting and intriguing. His episodes can be found on all major streaming platforms and the link in the episode description. Passages from a Put-Together Broken Heart is a compilation book of poems and short stories from the author Stephen Williams' childhood. The poems and short stories don't necessarily coincide, but they do give you an insight to the author's creativity and emotions. All links to connect with Stefan and purchase his book will be listed in the episode description. Now, lay back, take a sip, and sleep in melanated peace. Chapter 1. The End of My Journey at the Beginning I now realize that everything happens for a reason. I've experienced the heartache and pain, trials and tribulations to finally violently shove me in the direction of publishing and writing my own book. What a journey it has been. If you would have asked me five years ago, three years ago, or even this year, if I could see myself writing a book, my answer to you would have been, without a doubt, a resounding, unhesitant, an emphatic, hell no. But here we are. Many people who I have motivated throughout the years have told me that I should write a book or create an app and put some of my motivational quotes and texts in it. Apparently, they not only help me out because first and foremost, the good morning texts that I send out are for me. I didn't realize that it had an impact on the people that I sent the text to, But now that I have a moment to contemplate and gain clarity, I see that I have impacted others' lives by the positivity in the messages that I send. I intend on telling little stories here and there throughout the book to give you some insight to what I was thinking at the time of some of these poems. Some are recent and still fresh, while others are older than some of my nephews. The poems in this chapter, in my opinion, are some of my best work. I worked on alliteration, completing thoughts, and took time on making sure my stanzas were organized and structured. Anxious Anticipation 
I'm fully confident that I will see you again. There isn't a single thought in mind that conspires against my feelings that would convince me otherwise. I yearn to feel your gaze upon me. I crave your attention that I may never garner or collect. I'm tormented by the thought that the time we spend will be my last chance of grasping true comfort. I await the chance of laughing with you again, only to dread your departure in silence that will undoubtedly follow. Knowing that you draw nearer to me causes me to enter a euphoric state, yet I tether my feelings to a thread because I fear you will either send them away unreciprocated or scare you away completely. I overthink the most common of thoughts because you are who I long for, but I don't want to come on too strong. I text your phone and anxiously anticipate your response, even if one isn't granted. My heart thumps out of my chest when I hear the tone associated with your number. A response is given and the waiting again commences. Yet I love her still. What am I willing to give for those who have given so little? Can I learn from those who have nothing to teach? Do I give more of myself when I feel I've given my all? Is there an end to an endless love that I thought I felt? How can one be so benign and tender, then turn and be so cold? Why must my arms feel uninhabited for what my heart still grasps? In her, I place my truth, my lies, my doubts, and inhibitions. She, being the apple of my eye, is void of emotion, lacks compassion, empty of feelings, sufficient of spite, ripe with rancor, a manipulator of malevolence, uncomprehensive when communicating, yet I love her still. Am I vexed, incensed, or even sane? Is there a plausible paradigm to why I love even when it brings discomfort and dissatisfaction? My soul set ablaze sizzles. My physical permeates without precision. No, yet I love her still. She amuses me. Her sense of direction in life and self exceed expectation. Her humor dry, peppered and sprinkled with innuendo. Her drive, daunting and dangerous. Her mind, magnificent and magical. Her smile, captivating and infectious. The care she gives is unlike anything experienced and felt. The love she exhibits doesn't exude from her pores or exit from her sighs. They breach through the shining, clanking armor she dons daily. They embrace you unexpectedly and leave you in awe. Wrapped in warmth and wealth, yet independently inclusive and intelligent, she tactfully tackles my throbbing heart, dizzily dances throughout my mind, and earnestly earns my ever-intending ear. She gains my affection, and I have yet to believe that I deserve hers in return. Yet, I love her still. Thoughts of You The subtlety in your lies led directly to the quietness of my silent sobs. My heart is tattered, while my eyes are dampened like the grass of the morning dew. My mind is tormented and plagued by the thoughts that I shouldn't have. Thoughts of the tenderness of your love, the texture of your lips, the warmth of your touch, and the chill of your gaze. The depth of your distant desire designed to destroy distracts deeply. 
it saddens me. It doesn't take away or change how I feel inside, but it does make me wonder if you ever cared at all. I cared for you all the while. Naive it may have been, but that's the risk I chanced just to get some form of acknowledgement from you. A glance or even a chance to embrace you is all that it would take to make me take an intermission from everything else. I long for you like that first breath of air after being submerged underwater because, quite frankly, you take my breath away. I look for you in the daylight with a flashlight because I'm afraid that if I don't search every nook and cranny or every crevice that gives off shade, I will be left alone with just my shadows. I see you in my dreams and I'm afraid to wake up because as blissful as you are in my dreams, I know that once I am awake, you won't be on your side of my bed. I swear I'm going deaf because I've been deprived of your melodic and beautiful voice that rings so clearly in my eardrums whenever you part your lips to speak. I feel like I'm losing the feeling in my hands because I haven't felt your presence, essence, aura, energy, or your ever-eluding touch. The smell of you still tingles and lingers in my nostrils and leaves me in a euphoric state of anticipation because I don't know if I'll ever be able to breathe and share the same air with you again. Why must you torment and toy with me so? Does it bring you joy to bring me such displeasure? Do you secretly or publicly laugh at my misfortunes and failures? Do you crave me in private yet shun me in public? Do you acknowledge my existence only when I can be of assistance to you? Are you only in need of my talents when you can use it to your advantage? Am I just something to occupy your time while you determine my usefulness? I can forgive you for your soft lies that you told when your shallowness took a hold of you. I am, however, finding it hard to forget the lack of mercy, shame, and remorse you certainly did not show when I placed delicate kisses on your neck. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't. Don't tell me you love me only to later deny reasonable explanation. Don't tell me you care without validity in your words. Don't confirm my inquiries in spite my thoughts, which are one and the same. Don't waste your time with justifications when your facial features and gestures are masked. Don't detangle my words in hopes that they will somehow tie into what you believe I meant to say, do, or think. Don't rearrange them in a way that makes you feel better about yourself after figuratively giving me the finger and literally telling me to piss off. Don't manipulate my emotions, feelings, or materialistic contributions for they come from the heart and are how I express my love for the ones that I love. Don't shuffle my habits and play them like cards on display to an audience I'm unaware of. Do not, I repeat, do not compartmentalize me and put me on the back burner. Do not 
use me as a last resort when your other options withered away. Do not strangle my smiles with empty smirks and simple shrugs. Do not directly downplay my deepest, darkest desires, however disastrous they may be. Do not consciously challenge my character or charisma, no matter how cautious I appear. Refrain from putting me in a box that you also currently occupy. Resist the need to put a title on who you think you want me to be. Renounce your endless forage and scouring quests to categorize who I am. Repel all thoughts of me because they will no longer do thee any good. Don't steal my heart. I would give it away freely if only you tried to earn it. Don't make reservations for my feelings if you're incapable of reciprocating them. Don't dare my soul to keep with tears you not so often cry, sob, and solemnly weep. Don't stroke my ego in hopes of getting me to conform to your beckoning call and hollowed whispers. Don't lead me on. Don't beckon me to pursue you. Don't twist up the ventricles of my heart. Don't wrinkle my future by reminding me of our tethered past. Do not, I repeat, do not tread any further in hopes of finding something I carefully hid. Do not wish me well with my future endeavors. Do not look for me after I'm gone. Do not worry about my whereabouts for they are no longer your concern. Do not do anything. Don't do something. As a matter of fact, do nothing at all. Just don't. Dehydrated tears. Fear. The emotion that drives me to do a mini crazed thing. The consequential actions that followed derive from an uncertain perspective of denial. My own weakness therein bereft of reason concludes my suspicions. Suspicions of my misguided assumptions accentuate my doubts. My doubts too often traverse in a field of lies and seldom settle in a meadow of truth. A truth of which I'm uncertain and unfamiliar. Subconsciously, I spiral back to a feeling of denial. There are three denials I am absolutely certain I will diffuse. One, I will deny my hand the tug of your insecurities. Two, I will deny my eyes the glare of your Medusa-like seduction. Three, I will undoubtedly deny my heart the unequivocal turmoil that is sure to follow. If I've learned anything through these tumultuous years, it's that you can't drown fears with dehydrated tears. My bleeding heart inks raindrop passages on papyrus scrolls. These bluegrass feelings have me crying purple tears. You watered and gave them life. Now those tears have evaporated. My lungs inhale the stench of your negativity and exhale the last remains of your toxic traits. For far too long, you've been the filtered faucet that fueled the tears I've silently cried. The feelings I've fettered flail like fluttering wings. Those wings are now decayed. You were ever in my thoughts, masquerading as an angel descending from above and into my heart. Furthermore, you paraded through my soul, tormenting me with your love until that love had expired. Additionally, you subjugated my aspirations and refused to let me grow. I have evolved. If I've learned anything through these tumultuous years, 
is that you can't drown fears with dehydrated tears. Miranda writes, You have the right to remain ignorant. Anything you say or think will be held against you at gunpoint in my court of law. You have the right to remain oppressed. I don't like the fact that the minority is becoming the majority, so I'll take it upon myself to kill you off one by one for simply breathing. You have the right to comply with everything that I say, but I have the right to change my mind at any given time and be justified by it because my peers will say you reach for my gun. No longer are we able to exercise at our leisure. No longer are we able to sell loose cigarettes. No longer are we able to shop for Skittles and Arizona iced tea. No longer are we able to ask questions when we are being detained. No longer are we able to sleep in our own beds in a house that we own. No longer are we able to follow instructions and cooperate with the authorities. No longer are we able to drive in a vehicle because we might fit a description. No longer are we able to simply enjoy ourselves and have a good time. We are being held captive by the people that are supposed to protect and serve. They are not being held accountable for their actions for use of excessive and lethal force. Are they even trying to find solutions without drawing their weapons and coming to their own conclusions first? We are being slaughtered simply for our pigmentation. Where's the justice? Where is the civility? What happened to our humanity? What happened to this being the land of the free and home of the brave? You have the right to an attorney, but then again, don't worry about it because if it goes to trial, the judge will rule in my favor because I was just doing my job and the jury will find no fault in what I did. You have no rights to live. Anything you do, I will shoot first and not ask questions later. I have the right to do so because I carry a badge, which is my get out of jail free card, as long as I claim that I was fearful for my life. You have no rights at all. Anything you think you are entitled to as an African-American has henceforth been revoked by the powers vested in me. Do you understand these rights? Are you still up? Girl, good night. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details